Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. So you're here because you want to know modern, vintage, everything in the world of card collecting today. Chuck, he's the collector, and Joe, he's the dealer, welcome you to the best card talk that covers it all. From the hottest new cases to 67 high numbers, all brought to you by Oxygen Financial. Breathe easier about life with Oxygen Financial. Visit OxygenFinancial.net and buy sports card investor the leading source for videos podcasts and articles about investing in sports cards profit from the hobby you love by visiting sportscardinvestor.com collector dealer take it away We will take it away on the collector and the dealer, vintage, modern, everything else in today's sports card world. I am the collector. I'm Chuck Oliver. He is the dealer, Joe Davis. Joe, how you been, man? Been doing great, Chuck. Looking forward to a great morning. We've got so much to talk about today. Yeah, this is episode 21, What's Hot? And the answer is everything. So we'll be talking about uh, certainly what's going on with your eBay store, um, with your retail location, all that. Um, In fact, uh, go ahead and just let people know if they're looking for you online or maybe they're in the South, they're in Georgia or Atlanta, uh, that they can get to the brick and mortar store. Just tell people how they can get in touch with Joe Davis, the dealer. Sure. Yeah. Our online main store is gotbaseballcards.com, like got milk, but got baseball cards. Uh, and also that's our user ID on eBay where we have about 600,000 items right now. It's just got baseball cards. Uh, we also have another site, usbreaks.com, where we offer box breaks, case breaks, and so forth for those who love to buy into those. Um, our retail stores out in Loganville, we're currently just doing curbside service. We do noon to four Monday through, excuse me, Tuesday through Saturday. And, uh, we buy collections in the parking lot, uh, run stuff out to people. A lot of people place their orders online. We mm-hmm. run it out to them. I, I feel like a sonic car hop sometimes, but you know, we, we keep it busy and uh, try to serve people s- safely and, uh, and effectively that way. And the eBay store is just got baseball cards. And That's our user ID, and, and uh, they can find us that way. And we have uh, all the items in there in the store. And if you want to know about Joe's, uh, you know, resume, the credibility, the relationships he's built up, uh, you can Google, like, I don't know, eBay video, Joe Davis got baseball cards. Uh, I mean, you've been dealing on eBay for a quarter of a century. Um, more than half a million entries there. And uh, so everybody can check that out online as well to get to know Joe. I want to say that we are here each week. Because of Oxygen Financial, you can go to OxygenFinancial.com. Ted Jenkin, Tyler Huck, the whole crew over there, my personal uh, financial advisors over the past several years, whether it's investment, taxes, insurance, uh, all of that stuff, great stuff every single day of my life because of OxygenFinancial.com. And also, Joe, uh, a guy that you've known for a long while, and I've got to know we were both on his virtual a couple of months ago. Uh, Tell folks about Jeff Wilson and Sports Card Investor because they also bring us the support each week. Yeah, Jeff does a fantastic job. I, I love the videos he provides, uh, as well as the content he has on his website, sportscardinvestor.com. Uh, I don't know anyone in the industry doing more research than he is 
day, daily tracking uh, the trends in the hobby, price changes on individual cards, and uh, just some great, great tools for both collectors and investors there. Well, I, you know, I call this one episode 21, what's hot? Everything. And that's not really an exaggeration, especially for brand new or new this year or new over the past couple of year boxes, packs, singles. Um, the industry's healthy, man. I tell you, Chuck, I've been in it full time since 91, well, basically since 88, but I've never seen it stronger. Uh, it's just it, it's like every there's nothing cold like every new product that comes out i mean even i mean heck tops opening day which is just supposed to be their dollar a pack product is selling for twice that i mean this is just supposed to be their entry level product and even that's doubled in price so it's just staggering uh every sport is hot every new release is hot and, and talk specifically about some of the uh, different sports because, you know, you and I got, got BaseballCards.com. That's your website. You and I have known each other for over 40 years, and we both started. You know, you were a little more basketball than me, but we, we all collected everything. But, you know, when you would tell a friend about it, oh, you collect baseball cards? And that's kind of like, you know, saying Jello or Coke or Xerox. It's just one of those things that covers everything. It's mm -hmm. not just baseball cards now. Talk about the hoops and the soccer and everything else. Just just across the spectrum, everything is set. Wrestling cards. There's a new wrestling card set out that's hot. Yeah, it's 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 hard to keep up. Um, uh, Tops is even about to do Formula One, and people are going nuts about that. So it's like what whatever any any athlete um, that they put on cardboard seems to be in demand. So um, we're seeing. Incredible strength in the football card market, of course, with, uh, you know, the great rookie crop we've got this year. Uh, of course, we're continuing to uh, Panini's continuing to put out 1920 basketball products, uh, which are all driven by Zion and John Morant rookies. And uh, so all of those are trending very strongly. Um, Tops has recently just put out Tops Chrome and Bowman Chrome baseball, both of which are very strong because of the rookie content, the autograph content. And what's crazy is we're seeing products coming out and because there's so much demand, they're, they're running, they're, they're blowing past the SRP on release date because there's so much pent up demand, people waiting for these products. And it's, it's crazy. I'm getting emails from people like, Hey, I want to pre-order XYZ product. I'm like, it hasn't even been solicited yet. And they're like, yeah, but we know it's coming out in six months. We want to go ahead and lock some in. I mean, I've never seen that, you know, where they just months and months in advance, people are wanting to lock into products because they expect the prices to shoot up. So they would rather, you know, book it ahead of time as far as possible. And some of the specific releases, um, it, I mean, it can be everything from a, quote, box that has one pack into it to, uh, I think when you and I were, to, I was at your shop uh, last Saturday, we were discussing some different things with the website, and you had opened a box, I think, that had eight packs in it or maybe 10 packs in it. Um, and there are folks walking up $80 a pack, and you opened it, and people, yep, I'll take one, I'll take two. Uh, what was that box? And just, just kind of walk through that as an example of what's hot. Yeah, that was the Mosaic Football, which is the hottest football product in the country right now. We're selling boxes every day, and uh, it is uh, 10 packs a box, 15 cards per pack, uh, two autographs per box. It's the first real premium NFL cards of this year's crop with, of course, Burrow and Tua and Herbert rookies and so forth. So um, 
just after you let, yeah, I rarely ever open anything high end, but these are such beautiful cards that I actually ended up opening a total of four packs out of the box. Wow. Just to try it myself. And, uh, I stopped when I hit a Lamar Jackson gold parallel and I said that numbered to 10 I said, okay, I think I've hit my big card, uh, and still, still left autos in the box and so forth. But, uh, I was like, okay, the collector in me has had enough fun for the day and I've spent enough money for the day. And, uh, but that, it's a beautiful card. So, um, yeah, people don't try it. It's, it's crazy to say that you used to quote people $10 a pack. And that was, that was a lot. Now it's like, Oh, these are 80 a pack or a hundred a pack. And people are like, okay, well I'll take five. I'll take 10. Whatever. Uh-huh. So there, there seems to be no resistance. Uh, in this market right now all right so you got to and you're funny you mentioned that because i was gonna my next question was gonna be you kind of got to experience as both the dealer and the collector uh in that little exchange uh but but i want you to talk about i want you to tell everybody about strictly from the dealer's uh standpoint uh now give me the name of that box we were opening again uh panini mosaic football okay panini mosaic football Take us back to the mustard seed, for instance. When did you get the order form? When did you place the order? When did you buy it? Your initial price? What are they now? What's the future? Have you put away one or two or five thinking, I know what's about to happen to this box. Uh, Just walk us through the dealer experience with a brand new gorgeous box like Mosaic. Well, um, Panini has a much shorter order window than Tops. Like Tops, I'm already ordering products that come out next April. I've had to turn in orders this week, but uh, Panini typically has about a roughly two to three month order window, meaning that, you know, from the time I see it, place the order, usually the products out in, in uh, two, three months after that. So it's a lot shorter order window, pretty much for 2020 football. It doesn't matter what the product is. We order it um, because the market is so strong. It doesn't really matter what SRP is. Um, that used to be a determining point where you go, well, if this costs me $95, the SRP is 120. So I'll have a little bit of margin built in there. But with this market, I'm paying way over SRP for additional product yeah. before it ever comes out. So Panini themselves, I don't remember exactly what they came out at. I think Mosaic came out on their website at like 700 roughly a, a box mm-hmm. on release date. Uh, even though the original SRP, I think, was 120, 125, uh, because the market, like I said, there's such a, a market before the product ever comes out. It's like stock futures. People have already gauged what market's going to be on a product, and uh, that's already factored in before anyone's ever opened a pack of it based upon the content and the rookie crop. All right, well, we'll spin it around then. If you're just just a collector like me, and you know, like you were a collector for about ten minutes the other day when you opened some packs, and then you're like, "No, nah, I got to get back to being the dealer." Yeah. Um, if you're just a collector like me, and you walk in off the street retail store, you're going online or whatever. Um, what is the best way for you know just a hobbyist? Uh, to get his or her hands on a box as soon as possible? Do you just wait for the release date and show up at the store or Target, or do you order online? Um, I know Tops has taken uh, some orders directly from customers uh, online and skipping retail altogether. Yeah, they do pick occasional products where they'll make a limited amount of product available, and they do a couple of exclusive online releases. Um, We do recommend ordering in advance. We try to 
as soon as we order products, we try to put them on the website so that collectors have a chance to pre-order. There are some exceptions. If we're only getting a very tiny amount of it, we usually just wait until it releases to gauge what market price is. If we get you know a handful of cases, then we'll go ahead and pre-sell some of them. Uh, for instance, we've already been pre-selling a lot of the 2020 Tops Update Baseball that comes out in late October, which is expected to be a huge release because it'll have a lot of true rookie cards in it. So, you know, a lot of it's guesswork. If the collector can guess correctly, like, hey, I think, you know, this $120 box will probably be $200 by the time it comes out. I should lock into it now. And so we even saw that with Topps factory sets this year. Topps factory mm -hmm. sets, we were pre-selling for $50 and then they got pushed back two months. Now they're not coming out until next, until September 30th. And they're now like $85 a, a set because Topps sold out quickly. I've, I've chased them from distributors all over the country. We've already pre-sold, I think, over 400 sets. And, uh, oh, so Joe's like everybody else. You've been dealing for 30 years, but you got no status. You got to chase it just like everybody across America. Exactly. I mean, I call up my peers in the industry. I'm like, hey, buddy, can you spare a couple of cases of this? And, you know, then I'll call the next friend like, you know, we're really uh, short on those. Can you spare a couple more or whatever? And, you know, they make their margin and move on. And, uh, yeah, if, if people saw the inner workings of what went on behind the scenes at our store, they would realize just how tough some of these products are to, uh, to source. And, uh, cause yeah, I'm constantly on the phone chasing additional product because we, we never, I can't think of a product this year that's come out where like, Oh, we've got plenty of this to meet demand. We, we never do. We're always chasing more. Joe, before we wrap up this first part of this episode, um, just jog your memory if you can, because I want to hear about a success story. I want to hear about a customer who walked in and said, I want four boxes. I want 10 boxes. How many do you have? I'll take all 25, whatever. Uh, can you think of a, a guy, lady, whoever walked into your store or at a show or something and literally walked out with like 25 boxes of product and you knew that person's going home. It's going up in the closet. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Uh, yeah, I see that all the time with like Bowman Chrome and Bowman draft. And, uh, we have certain customers every year who, who want a case of it and it's going in their closet. Uh, they, they, they treat it like a stock, they put it up. Um, and, and I've had others, I've had some of them call me back years later, like, Hey, remember when you sold me those Bowman Chrome for 80 a box or whatever they were at the time. And, and yeah, that's a $400 box now or $500 box. And so, and I have had times I've bought back product from people who have done that. So, um, you know, my own son does that now. He's like, you know, daddy can, what can, what can I pre-order? What can I pre-order? I want to put something up for investment. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, we see it all the time. I mean, so, so many more people are treating cases and boxes like commodities. All right. I'm going to open the curtains in your son went to Vanderbilt, right? Yes, he did. And so this Vanderbilt education you paid for, the result is he's speculating on baseball cards. 
Yeah, uh, and he's he's really really good at it. Uh, you know, it is what Jeff Wilson. We were talking about sports card investor. I mean, he could be across any industry in the world, and he has decided to put his brain power towards the sports card market. Exactly. Yeah he he could uh, he could be doing stock tips, whatever, and uh, and he he spends his research on on sports cards because that that's the strength of the market right now. It's just uh, amazing. So many people are right, literally leaving the stock market and pouring money into the card market. So it's a beautiful thing to see. <laughs> Absolutely true. All right. We got a special uh, guest coming up next. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk with Dennis Worden from Triple Play Sports Cards way up in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. But we know in the digital age, he's right next door to you. That's next on The Collector and the Dealer. <laughs> I told you we're here because of support from Oxygen Financial. They're a sponsor of the collector and the dealer, but where my wife and I are, that's also in part thanks to Oxygen Financial. We have been personal clients of Oxygen for several years now, and originally it was for help with our taxes, looking to pay what we're supposed to, but not more. And we had been paying more for years, actually, it turned out. With Oxygen's help, that immediately changed for the better. And my wife and I decided, let's see what Oxygen thinks of our investments and overall strategy. Well, three years later, after making that choice, I can tell you we breathe easier when it comes to the market than at any time before getting with Oxygen Financial. And that's including the current issues all of us everywhere are dealing with. If you might have a question about where you and your family are, any at all, take the step we did and visit OxygenFinancial.com. You can get a free copy of Oxygen's 21-day budget cleanse, as well as Oxygen's guide on how to save up to $100,000 in taxes in 2020, just for telling them you heard Chuck talking about it. Breathe easier about life. Visit OxygenFinancial.com. A popular thought in the sports card world is that there's two camps, those that love the hobby and those that profit from the industry. Thanks to Sports Card Investor, you can do both. Jeff Wilson has built his Sports Card Investor YouTube channel and his personal website, sportscardinvestor.com, so that if you're a beginner looking to flip cards for cash or a returning veteran to the hobby wanting to make sure you get the best deals ahead of any emerging price trends, Sports Card Investor is for you. Sports Card Investor, the leading source for videos, podcasts, and articles about investing in sports cards. Profit from the hobby you love by visiting sportscardinvestor.com. Welcome back to The Collector and the Dealer. I am Chuck Oliver. I'm the collector. He's Joe Davis. He's the dealer. And want to welcome on now a special guest today from Triple Play Sports Cards, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. But it's eBay. It's the digital world. Uh, he may as well be your neighbor. It's Dennis Worden. Dennis, welcome. How you doing today, man? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I appreciate your time today. And uh, before we brought you on, I was talking with Joe about everything going on in his retail location. And I said, what's hot? And he's like, oh, pretty much everything. Uh, that basically there are no new releases that come out that he doesn't have a customer or several saying, yeah, I want a pre-order. I'll take those. How many do you have now? Uh, just talk about the industry and where it's been over the last six months where I expected a complete fall off because of you know the pandemic. It's been the exact opposite. It, there's a chance it hadn't been this healthy and this fr frantic since the mid-90s. Yeah, I would agree with all that, and I would say it's even crazier right now than it was back then. Um, because of COVID and some other things, um, there's a lot more collectors today than there was even just six months ago. A lot of dads um, that collected in the 80s and 90s and kind of gave it up, whether they got interested in girls, cars, 
um, didn't have any money or whatever, left collecting. It's not that they didn't like it. But during COVID, they got bored and went out in their garage or basement and found their cards, and now they're doing it with their 8-, 10-year-old kids, and they're just loving it. And we see new collectors almost every day waiting for stuff to come out. Hey, Dennis, I got a question for you talking about your retail store. I know that you do some amazing promotions there. And uh, uh, as, as a fellow store owner, I always love to learn from ideas that you have. And since we have both other retailers listing and collectors listing, what are, what are some things that you do in your community to drive collectors into your store to keep them engaged in the hobby? Yeah. Um, we Before COVID, we had what we call the reveal party. And with purchases, they would get tickets to come to our reveal party, and we'd have prizes. And at a certain time, we'd have 100 people in our store. Um, we'd be we, I'd open up our briefcase and reveal what we were going to give away that day and draw a ticket if that person was here. Um, they would get the prize. If not, we'd put it back in, and it continues to grow. Um, and it was it was working great, except now we can't have the crowd. So I'm not doing that. It's on hold until we can do that again safely. Um, so in the meantime, right now I'm giving away like an autographed jersey every couple of weeks. Um, people can get a ticket with a purchase of just $5 or more. Um, to get into that drawing, they don't have to be here to win, as we formerly had on our reveal party. Um, and then with every additional box they buy, they get additional tickets. So it's been a great thing for our store. Um, people feel engaged. Um, they're looking to win that jersey or whatever we're giving away. So it's been a good thing. Um, we also have a little spinning wheel that we use every once in a while, and it's got like 14 different slots, and we have a different prize. Um, whether it's a coupon or a free pack or something that they get free or a discount on something. Continuing with Dennis Worden from Triple Play Sports Cards up in Sioux Falls. Uh, Dennis, I want to ask you because I also know that, you know, while you are a dealer, you also have a, a pretty nice personal collection and you're currently building a complete PSA-graded 67 Tops baseball set, uh, also high-grade sets of other football, hockey sets, whatever. You're, you're a classic vintage uh, uh, collector as well. And I want to ask you, and Joe, after Dennis answers, you can add as well, um, what has happened to the set builder? Because if we take the DeLorean back about 25, 30 years, um, it was it, up until that point, if you walked into a card shop or a show, 90% of the folks there have their want list, their checklist, whatever. That's not really what it is anymore, at least not by my perception, because I am almost exclusively a set builder. Dennis, what has been your experience? What's, what's happened to the set builder in the industry? Set builders, I think, are still there. They're just not as obvious. Um, we get orders on eBay and our website that you can tell that they're finishing off sets. Um, so they're still there. It's just not as vocal or, you know, there's not as many card shows or it's harder to complete sets at card shows because people aren't bringing the base cards with. Yeah. Um, so I think the set building is still going on, and there's still a culture of that. Um, but it's just not as obvious unless you're really um, catering to that group and having a lot of base cards listed someplace. Joe, what's been your experience? Do you still see set builders uh, other than me? I do. Uh, we Definitely not as many as we used to. We, we have more customers who come in and, and chase the big hit. You know, they, they pop a box that, and they just want the autos and the memorabilia cards and so forth and the rookies. Um, we still have a few. And, and 
honestly, it's more people my age and older. Uh, you know, it's it's. Uh, Why not just say I, Chuck I, Oliver, Joe? Why not just point your finger yeah. at me? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're only a year older, you know. So, um, but uh, we we do have with certain sets like your Topps Heritage, your Allen and Ginner, um, Topps Archives. There are a lot of basic top sets that people still build. I don't see it as much in in basketball or football. Uh, they seem to be chasing the rookies more there. Uh, Dennis, I will ask you because I know um, I, I have to admit we we spend a lot of money with Dennis because he helps us complete orders for customers. So uh, share with customers about the portals you sell on and and where you're seeing a lot of um, activity right now and and how how our listeners can uh, can find you as well. Sure. Um, we have a retail store in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and then we also have our own website. It's tpsc.net, or the first letters off of Triple Play Sports Cards, so tpsc.net. And then we also have uh, a little over a million different items on eBay. Our username is 1967 Do, um, or Triple Play Sports Cards Sioux Falls, I think it is. Last thing I want to ask you, Dennis, before we let you go, and, and I cannot miss this opportunity for a veteran collector who's assembling a couple of 67 baseball sets. And, you know, I'd mentioned that one in particular. Um, uh, my question is, what is the most reliable way, and I mean in all caps, all right, to know what the real short prints are, the real rarities, the card that you, you know, I mentioned something on an episode a couple of episodes ago about the 1970 top set. And just offhand, I said, you won't find the bench card centered. Joe immediately said, no, you will not. Like, there are cards like that in every set. In the 67 set, I have been trying to complete this thing, Dennis, for the last seven years. There is not a Jose Tartable card that is centered. There is not a Duke Sims card that are that are centered. Like, I think my only way to really know has been to get into collecting the set, and then five, six years later, I'll, I'll look down and I go, well, it's clear to me Duke Sims is, is, is not available in high grade. Yes, I agree with that. Some of them are very hard, and especially some some of the commons are hard to find in high grade, um, partially because people don't want to pay to get them graded. But um, I have almost all the stars in a PSA 7, um, but I am missing a bunch of commons yet. Yeah, that's just it. You know, you do the best you can online to find someone else's opinion, but what I have found is the only the, – the, let me send out the only way. The most reliable way is when you're building the set and you're like five, six years in, and you're like – why can I not get the Tigers team card? It's a you know it just just some random card that would have no uh, other real value to it. Dennis, I appreciate the insight, brother. This is a good time. Uh, tell everybody again how they can get in touch with you. Do a little commerce. Our website is tpsc.net, or um, our phone number is six zero five three three two four eight one five. Dennis Word, we certainly appreciate your time, man. Thank you. Thank you. So appreciate Dennis coming on, sharing his expertise. Uh-oh, end of the podcast. Don't get sad. You know what it means. Joe buys a box. All right, Joe, you're going to buy a box, the man says. Uh, what are you getting this weekend? What are you going to rip? How much is it going to cost? What are you going to find inside? Well, we already talked about this one. It just got me thinking about it. That Instead of just popping a few packs, I would love to do an entire box of the Mosaic football. It is about $775 a box. For 10 packs with 15 cards per pack, but you do get two autographs a box. And my hope is to pull a low-numbered Joe Burrow mosaic parallel. That That's my hope because even though he's 0-2 so far as we record this, mm-hmm. they'll think he's the real deal. And, and as far as Joe buying a box, and again, I didn't clear this with Joe ahead of time. I hope he's okay with it. 
it's not like when these prices go up so much, you're just making a killing. There was a customer that I heard you, you know, talking on the phone with, I think, and you were quoting him a price, and it's like four fifty. And there was a pause, and it's clearly when he said, "Can you do any better?" And you're like, "Well, I pay about four thirty-eight for it, so it's not like there's this huge margin. It's just a really expensive product. That's that's the case with some of these, isn't it?" Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, regardless of what the the, the small handful we're able to pre-order, we're typically very strong buyers on the secondary market. As soon as, as soon as the product comes out, and it's usually we're paying. You know, we may have a ten or fifteen percent markup um, of what we're having to pay to replace the product. Yeah, I can promise you there is no four-finger ring on Joe's hand, okay? Uh, no. <laughs> he's, he's just a businessman is what he is. All right, uh, Chuck's Vintage Set of the Week brought to you by Oxygen Financial. Breathe easy with Oxygen Financial. Again, I told you, go online, Oxygen Financial. Ted Jenkin, Tyler, everybody there has helped me and my wife for years, literally. Uh, even if it was just the taxes and insurance, it'd be awesome, but investment strategies, all of that. Oxygen Financial, um, and and I even talk baseball cards with my guy up there. So it's a great company to do business with. Um, Chuck's Vintage Set of the Week, Joe. I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to have a two-year uh, run of 1962 and 1963 Jello, And I want to say that, first of all, if you are attempting to put together these two sets, you're going to have one of the biggest curveballs ever. Um, they're not that plentiful. They were hand-cut off the back of Jello boxes. Uh, they also happen to look almost exactly like the post serial releases, except you will see a post logo on those cards, same years. Uh, but Joe, the big curveball is that, you know, normally the scarcity is the player everybody wants, Mantle, Clemente, et cetera. It turns out totally randomly, the unpopular flavors that a card, a particular player's card may have wound up on the back of, you know, 60 years later, we can look back and realize that black raspberry jello it wasn't that popular and so nobody got this individual player's cards gorgeous cards but they are hand cut and there's just some weirdness as far as which ones are available yeah i i recently bought some uh, post serial sets and the builder had stuck in a couple of jellos here and there which i had to swap out to make them complete post sets so it can be confusing and uh and you're right um it, it, it's so funny to look back in time and say why is this card hard to find? And it was based upon uh, what's what the flavors sometimes. So, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting dilemma for collectors. And I want to ask one final question, too. And just because I'm OCD and I've said that a thousand times, but boy, it's true. Um, hand-cut cards, it really takes something for me to cotton up to a hand-cut card because I'm like, well, that's there's no way to grade it. Um, you know, it has to be factory-cut, factory-issued, et cetera. For the Jellos, I'm thinking I'm making an exception. Uh, tell me about the allowances that you kind of have to make for hand cut cards. There's a right way and a wrong way to hand cut a card out of a Jello box or cereal or whatever. But I, I have to imagine over the years, you've seen every brand of quality. I mean, it must look like some people just ripped it with their hands, or some people get an Exacto knife. Yeah, and and usually if people are actually if they can find any of the full boxes and want to cut them. I always recommend it's better to leave too much border than too little because you can't go back, you know? So, um, I think the last boxes we cut were some 
85 tops football. You know, they had like Walter Payton on the back of the box and, and PSA actually graded those, but in general, it's tough to get the hand cut cards graded. That's right. I was, had forgotten about that. Some of the manufacturers started putting like four cards on the bottom of boxes, yep. for instance, yep. that's mm-hmm. right. Joe, good memory. All right. That's going to wrap up episode 21 of the collector and the dealer. Don't fret though. It's only going to be seven days and we'll be back with episode 22. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.